Welcome back to another episode of Dread Pod in the He Who Waits campaign. Last time we met, we introduced our two new adventurers, Tab and Leaf, and they discovered that there were missing children in the quaint and prosperous town of Everspring, along with their seedier East End clientele. We fought some cats, and we leveled up. Now let's jump back into giving fun facts about our character. Go ahead and introduce yourselves, your character, and your fun fact, guys. I can go first. My name is Arthur, and I play Leaf. And Leaf's fun fact is that he wears a obnoxious emerald bracelet that's like just really shiny, even though he's a rogue. <laughs> a little self-defeating, but I love it. I'm Austin. I play Tab, and Tab's fun fact is that she loves to sneak around and be stealthy, even though she has disadvantage on it. Her armor, she never takes it off. Ever? Never. <laughs> Maybe to bathe. When she does that. <laughs> hey, cats clean themselves. Oh, yeah. All right. You also uh, found your little companion for this section of the arc, Bangren. Uh, I'll give a fact about Bangren. Um, so he's a uh, disheveled old dwarf. He used to be a one of the finest smithies in the East End. But when the barren fields dried up and adventurers stopped coming, he no longer had to make weapons and armaments for them. He's been trying to get on at the armory in East End, in Everspring proper, but they worry about his drinking and are worried that he could not be a... Uh, suitable smith for their needs so he's a drunk hi bangren i'm lee <laughs> <laughs> picking back up where we left off uh you have just defeated the cats everybody is now level two and you're heading towards the well so bangren uh, takes a cloth and wipes the cat blood off of his axe sheathes it back into his uh little back holster for it and he claps his hands together gets the dirt off and the blood off and he says all right well i feel uh, a little more capable a little better on my feet than i was feeling before i haven't been in a a real fight in a long time uh y'all y'all feeling good y'all ready as ready as i'll ever be Leaf is going to go grab his dagger out of the black cat and kind of wipe it off on his pa on his uh, black pants and be like, ready. You keep walking for a while. The buildings of town have stopped. The barren field is still to your left. And as you are walking, it, it feels like maybe 10 minutes pass. And you finally see a makeshift shack or clubhouse in the distance it looks like it was put together by with scraps of material that were just found lying around and to the left of that there is a well and i need everyone to give me a perception check as you're approaching i got a nine plus one so a ten okay Ooh, that is a two plus four two plus four six okay as you're approaching this well bangren holds a hand out to make you stop where you're going and he says uh look something's 
something ain't right. Uh, do you feel that? Do you just feel it? I don't feel anything, actually. Uh, I, I, I guess the vibes are off. I can do a vibe check. Do a vibe check. I will do another divine sense. Okay. Um, I gotta read divine sense because it's it it's it's impeded by total cover. Correct. Yes, it's just sixty feet. The you get a feeling of unease, but you can't necessarily no, sense the exact presence of this unease and evil. Um, but it's emanating from that well. There is definitely something up with that well, which I believe is, unfortunately, more reason to go into the well. I think we should just dive right in. I wouldn't dive. There's no water left to break your fall. Well, jump feet first with a rope. That seems like a much better idea. Should we all go in together? Should we split up the party? I believe we should all go in one after another, stay together. Agreed. Just in case there's something to try to attack us. Agreed. You're, you're looking better, though. Congrats. Now, does anybody have a rope? Um, let me just check. Um, well, as you keep walking toward that well, you see footprints of various childlike sizes lining this well and a rope descending into the well, firmly anchored to a nearby tree that holds up the clubhouse as well. Oh. Perfect. Yeah. Um, which one of us should go first? Not it. Nose goes, and he touches his nose. I, I suppose I'll do it. I am wearing a lot more armor than the other two of you. Uh, well, okay, uh... Leaf, was it? Do you want to hold up the rear, or do you want to go like in the to middle? Hold up the rear, please. Okay. All right, Tab. Uh, good luck. And he hands you the rope. I start descending down into the well. Give me an athletics check to see if you can support the weight of your body down the well. Oh no! That was cocked. There we go. That's a sixteen. Yep, you. Repel with ease. Bangren's gonna go next. About, you know, a minute or two after Tab, give her time. And he also descends pretty easily. Uh, Leaf, you go after that. Go ahead and roll that athletics check. That is, um, it's athletics, yeah? Yeah. That's an 11. You don't go down as gracefully. You, you, you spend most of it kind of sliding down the rope instead of a controlled climb, but you do make it to the bottom and you land on your feet with a hard thud. I think that rope was out to get me. Jeez. I think you just need more practice climbing. If only you knew. And he kind of looks off into the distance thinking of his thieving life. Now, do any of you have dark vision? Yes, I have 60 feet. I, uh, yes, I do. Okay. Bangren does not. So he gets down there and he's like, oh, wow, it's really dark in here. Is it? Uh, I hadn't noticed. Yeah, I figured you cats and elves can see a little better than I can. Uh, well, take a look. Uh, where's this go? And you notice the floor is damp and cold. 
Mud and dirt lined the floors and walls. This cave to this well was ex excavated recently, though, long after the cave fell into disuse. A faint smell of rot fills the air. And at the edge of your dark vision, at the edge of that 60 feet, uh, you can see that this cave continues into the darkness. Well, would you like a light, perhaps, Bengren? Do you have a torch or anything? Uh, I have a torch, but no way to make flame. Hmm. I have a uh, a tinderbox. I also have a tinderbox, so we can light that up for you. Oh, great. You light his torch, and he holds it in front of him. And he says, uh, you guys want me to lead the way since I got the, the light, or you got it with your dark vision? Who Who wants to take the lead? I can continue the lead. And I can continue the okay. rear. I'll stay in the middle, then. As you walk further into ca the cave, the smell of rot grows stronger. It's dark and it's damp. To your left and to your right, the corridor extends further into darkness, but there is no path forward. There's no path forward? Nope, you either have to go to the left or the right. So, well... Has your vibe check? What, what, which vibe should we go with? The, the vibe to the left or the vibe to the right? Um, can I do a investigation check to look for children's footprints? Uh, yeah, uh-huh. That is a 13. Okay. Um, let me take a look here. You, as you, I'll say that you did that check uh, as you were walking from the bottom of the well. At, around the bottom of the well, you saw uh, a child's blanket, the shoe of a larger child, and fresh scratch marks into the mud. And they lead further into this cavern. But when they get to the point where you have to go left or right, the scratches stop. You do see... To the left, padded footprints of some sort of animal. To the right, no footprints at all. Perhaps we should follow the animal footprints. Yeah, let's swing a left. I start walking left. I do as well. Bangren follows. So you're going to the left. The cave is continuing to grow darker and damper. Um, ahead of you, though you see a stone wall with a stone door has been installed in this cave corridor. I check and see if the door is unlocked. Uh, yeah, the door opens for you. Oh, should I do a perception check into the new room? This room is faintly lit by three torches of the wall. There is a pit in the middle of the room showing signs of a previously lit fire. And just beyond that, shambling in the corner farthest from the door, about 30 feet from the entrance, humanoid creatures. And adjacent to them is a door that leads further into the to another chamber, further to the south of this corridor. Are you guys feeling up for another fight? If it comes to it, I think I could do it. I will go ahead and wield my trident and walk in. They haven't taken notice of you. They are still shambling, uh, whatever they are, 
kind of in the shadows, huddled together, trying to get away from that light. They have not taken notice of you. They seem to not like the light. Can I look at where the fire... Can I investigate where the fire pit was and see if it would be possible to light another fire? Yeah, go ahead. Um, Give me a survival check to see if you can get the embers of that fire rekindled. Uh, That is an 18. Sure. The fire comes back. You put your tinder and kindling that you had in your pack onto it, and the shambling humanoid creatures with a gasp kind of shambled away further from the door and further from that fu- that light emanating from that fire. Shall we take care of them or just go through the door? I personally think maybe just going through the door, let bygones be bygones, by God. Uh, absolutely, I'm I'm down to not fight anything. I'll y'all start going through the door, I'll wield my torch and if they start moving I'll shake them away with the light. They seem pretty scared of it. Perfect. I will open the door and step through. Me as well. Okay. As you enter this room, you see that it is also dimly lit from torches that line the far walls. Stretching from the doorway you are standing in, there is a long footbridge made of stone. In the center of that footbridge, there are two small staircases on either side, leading down into sandy pits on either side of the walkway. Beyond that, further down this large footbridge is another wooden door. There are also doors to the left and the right of the room, you know, separated from that footbreath by the sand pit. You hear a faint stirring coming from the sand, and there is a faint but putrid smell in the air, different from the rot you have been smelling. Hmm. I say we avoid the sand pits for now. You know, I have to agree with you. Um, I will go up to the door that's just across the pathway, right? There was one just across the pathway with no stepping in the sand pits. Yes. I will check and see if that's locked, and if not, I will open it up and do a perception check into the next room. Okay, as you get to the center of the room, so Leaf and Bangren are kind of following behind you, But you get to the center of the room first, Tab, and the sand in the pits to the left and right begins to stir. And in a moment, in a flash, before you can even react, tiny little chitinous bodies are swarming from underneath the sand, and they are targeting you, landing on you and right you feel them crawling underneath your armor uh between your your breastplate and your in your chest you feel these many many legged creatures and at that point i need everyone to roll initiative the swarm gets a surprise round uh i got 19 i also got 19 who has better decks? I think we both have plus two. Um, oh. Yeah. Okay, uh, just I'll let you decide who wants to go first, who wants to go second. I can go second, because I think it'd make more sense if you went first. Okay, since I am being swarmed currently. Yeah. All right. So let me get the hit points of the swarm there. Okay. Um, 
Tab, as these things are swarming you, you take three points of damage as several chitinous bodies sink in and bite you. But now it is your turn to retaliate. I'm going to stab into the swarm. Okay, stabbing into the swarm with your trident. 18 to hit? Yes, absolutely. Uh, that is nine damage to the swarm. Okay, so you this large black mass of swarming insects. These are centipedes, by the way. That you, you can see that now. As that swarm is coming towards you, you stab in towards the center mass, just taking out as many as you can in one swipe of, in one poke of the trident, I should say. And you see several chitinous bodies drop from your trident as you have chipped away at their the large part of the swarm. Uh, Leaf. Alrighty, so I'm going to slice at the swarm. That's, ooh, that is for my first attack. That's a eight, no, sorry, seven to hit. Uh, seven will not do it. You managed to take out one of the, of the insects, but not not really chip away at the whole swarm. All right, so I'll use my other dagger to slice. And that is, does it a 14 hit? Yes. All right, and I can use sneak attack, correct? Oh, yeah, because tab's right there. All right, perfect. So that's a two, let's see here, that's a two, that's for the first damage, that's four damage, and then with this, that's uh, eight damage. The swarm is significantly reduced in size as Leaf swipes his dagger and more and more chitinous bodies start falling. The swarm, turning its sights towards Leaf now, begin to swarm on him. Leaf, you feel these tiny hundreds of thousands of legs crawling up your, your own legs, and you feel them start to bite. And let's see, does a... Well, that's cocked. Does a seven hit? No. <laughs> okay, so they try to bite you and you feel them, but you're able to brush them off of you quickly before they can sink their teeth in. Bangren, however, he can't even get a hold of himself. He doesn't know where to swing. You can see the look of confusion on his face, not quite sure what enemy you are facing, not sure where to go as he misses his attack. And we're back to Tab's turn, the swarm significantly reduced in size. I will once again stab at the swarm, try to hit as many as I can. Okay. And that is a 17 to hit. Absolutely. Come on, big money. <laughs> That is max damage, 10 damage to the swarm. You stab your triton into this black swirling mass, and then you hit every single last one that was still in this swarming state. And you, the, the cloud of black chitinous bodies dissipates, and whatever centipedes were left alive start scurrying and burrowing back into the sand. You are out of initiative, and you have won another battle. Why did it have to be bugs? That was traumatizing. Absolutely traumatizing. They're so small. Why? I had to kill so many of them. I can't bless them all. I don't think that bugs deserve to be blessed, and that is Leaf's hot take of the night. 
All life is precious. Except centipedes. Yeah, I really didn't enjoy that. Um, can you guys do like a, a little check in the sand and make sure they're gone before I walk into that? I, I don't like bugs. I will, I will step into the sand. Are you going to do perception, investigation, what? I'll do What's perception. Okay. Uh, Tim. Mm. You don't see any bugs left in the sand. You do notice something shiny protruding from where the swarm came from. Now that the sand has moved away. I'll pick it up. It's a small key. Hmm. I wonder what door this could go to. I'll store this away for later. Uh, and then I'll Leaf will kind of like bend down and uh, put like uh, fluff his hand through the sand to see if he can find anything. And I think that's a perception check. Yeah. Yeah. Or investigation. Let's do. Uh, let's do perception. Okay. Uh, that's a nat twenty. Yeah. Um. You don't see anything in the sand, but you can see that the doors to the left and right, they are, one is kind of swung open a little bit. The one to the east and the one to the west is sealed tightly. And you notice right away that 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 other one, uh, the room to the east, is almost ajar and beyond it is very dark. I think that we should do our luck to the west, yeah, boys and girls? To the west? Well, there's the door right in front of us if Bangren doesn't wish to step in the sand. Uh, I mean, as long as those bugs are gone, I'll go. I'm just not keen on bugs. Uh, but, yeah, I don't care if we go to that open door or if we go straight ahead or if we go to that slightly ajar door i mean the that one over there and he points to the room with the wrought iron door that's closed he says that i don't think we're getting in there but well i have a key we can try it i can get into anything at least once and then he winks (laughs) yeah okay uh well sure uh I mean, you got a key. Might as well try it. Might as well try it. Might as well. Um, I walk up to the wrought iron door and try the key. As you approach the wrought iron door, just looking at the lock, the mechanism that keeps it in there, it's it's hexagonal, almost like the key would have to be shaped like a giant X and also at the same time kind of like a D20. Um it it does not look suitable for your key. This is the wrong key to the door. Um, out of character, can I use my thieves tools on the door? Uh, you definitely could try, but this is unlike any lock you have ever seen. Okay. I've never seen anything like this. I would like to try to use some of my equipment if you wouldn't mind um, watching. Or looking away. Actually, Cab, look away. And he's going to pull out his thieves' tools. Okay. As you go ahead, go ahead and roll your, uh, I think thieves' tools is, I forget what skill it would be, but I, think I know it's you add of your hand. 
Yeah, sleight of hand and then add your proficiency bonus. Okay, gotcha. Boop. Let's see. So that is a 12. That's a 10 plus my sleight of hand is a 2. So that's 12. And then you add your proficiency to that as well. Cool. So that'll be a, uh, it's another 2. So that'll be a 14. Okay. You are tinkering with this. And just as you think maybe you've got it, uh, one of your bobby pins or jimmies snaps into the door and you you dig it back out but you cannot get this door open well looks like this isn't the one alrighty so now we have two doors I say we do the one on the path first perhaps that's the better option I have to agree I will go check and see if it's unlocked and if it is I'll open it up and take a look inside yep the door swings open slowly with a loud creak you were met with a strong smell of rot and the sound of heavy breathing. Perhaps this is the wrong door. Um, Do you shut it? I, I shut it and say, there's breathing in there? Children breathe, don't they? Not that heavy. Normally not that heavy. I say that we face our demons every day, Tab. Isn't that what your Lord and Savior Garfield would want you to say? I hate when other people are right. Uh, I open the door and step inside. The air is thick with decomposition. You feel uneasy. As you're taking a moment to assess, that heavy breathing gets faster louder. It's moving closer to you, and on the outskirts of your dark vision, you see an amalgamation of flesh and bared teeth crawling on four limbs, headed towards you now. As it comes into your dark vision, you see a creature unlike anything you have ever seen before. Um, I will drop a picture of it for the sake of you guys, and I will describe it for those listening at home. It looks almost alien in nature. It's got daggers for teeth, but no eyes, just a flesh-covered skull and body. It's torso twisting in many directions with large black talon-like nails on two back feet. This is, for those of you listening at home, a flesh reaver. And for those in the yeah. game, I just dropped a picture of it in chat. Oh my lord, if this is an abomination of some sort, we have to take care of it. This is disgusting. Um... He licks his where his lips should be. His tongue is long enough it even licks where eyes should be. But this is just an amalgamation of flesh teeth and hatred and it has now taken sight of you well um leaf is gonna wearily hold up his daggers and be like another one then we have to take care of whatever this is let's do it all right everybody roll initiative Ooh, that is um a five 13 okay Tab, you are up first. This thing is starting to bare its teeth, gnashing at the air around you, and it's coming closer. I will stab into it. Mm -hmm. I it. Natural 20. All right, roll that beautiful bean footage. 
so do I roll the die twice or do I double it? How are we doing this? I I prefer roll my own style DM. I prefer double dice instead of doubling damage, but okay. you know, if that's, so that's fine with you. Five plus four plus four, thirteen. You manage to sever one of its arms off completely. And then just as quickly, a small nubbin of an arm comes back. It's weakened significantly. Bangren says, what the fuck is that thing? And he kind of pushes past Leaf and swings his axe at it and misses entirely. He says, all right, well, I did everything. The amalgamation of flesh and teeth is bounding towards you, Tab, and it's going to try to take a bite. Actually, it's going to swipe a claw at you instead of taking a bite first. And let's see. It misses entirely. It's sightless gaze not being able to keep a focus on you. Leaf, it's your turn. This thing is still gnashing its teeth and thrashing about, but it has been unable to make contact. Alrighty, I'm going to pick up my first dagger and does a uh, does a not nat 20 hit. Yes. Perfect. So I'm going to do this first one with sneak attack. That's a three plus... The, so that's a five... I do uh, eight damage with the first dagger. All right. This thing is significantly bloodied. It's letting out blood-curdling screams as your dagger pierces its fleshy body. Ew. So let me do the next dagger. Uh, yep. Yeah, uh, a four hit. No, sorry. A, a, four. a six. No, that does not hit. Damn. All right, Tab. I'm pretty sure you're going to knock this thing out. How do you want to do it? Well, well, go ahead and roll to hit. See if I hit. I stab it, and I got a, I got a four, I got a six to hit. Nope. It's now, even though it is eyeless, sightless, gazeless, it's anticipating your moves, and it dags, it dodges out of the way of the stab of your trident. Bangren now swinging his axe wildly, still cannot make contact with it. It's coming all the way down to the wire here and the flesh reaver, the amalgamation of flesh and unholy is going to try again to swipe its claws towards Bangren this time. Bangren again, holding his ax as a shield manages to defy the will of the flesh reaver. Leaf, it is your turn. Ready? Does <sighs> a six hit? <laughs> It didn't. Nope. Unfortunately, not. Roll your second attack. Already. I got a six again. I got two again. So six. All right. This flesh reaver, desperate for survival, is just deftly dodging around every attack we are you are throwing at it. Tav, it's your turn. The reaver is on its last legs, but it's made it more dexterous in its desperation. You roll into attack. There's a nine hit. So close, but not quite. God damn it. Bangren again, flailing his axe, the desperation of this unholy creature, proving that it wants to survive as Bangren misses again. Leaf, your turn. Alrighty. 
I got a does a does a ten hit. So close. You managed to just swipe at it and cause a little opening in the flesh, but you did not make full contact. Roll your hit. Roll again. Twelve. No, so sorry. Fourteen. Bingo. All right. Now roll your damage with sneak attack since you do have an ally with five feet. Gotcha. See here, that is a eight damage. This unholy creature bounds towards you, Leaf, and you manage to catch sight of an, a, an eyeless face seconds away from gnashing into your neck, and you drive your dagger right between where eyes should be, but are not. And for a moment, you think you didn't, you didn't do it. You didn't kill it. You're going to die. But then the Flesh Reaver's body goes limp under your dagger as you've just driven its, your dagger into what you assume is the brain of this creature. It goes limp and falls down to the ground. You are out of initiative. My god, that thing was disgusting. Yes, that was, that was a terrible, terrible creature. Um, should we search the room? I, I would say why not? In the room, you see scraps of rotten meat, as if something has been feeding this thing. Uh, the room is very dark. There's a small bowl where water was kept, um, almost as if this creature was some sort of pet. There is a chain attached to the wall with a collar around it, but the collar has been broken. I would, I understand why someone would want to keep a cat as a pet, because they're fluffy and have little triangle faces, but I just don't understand why someone would want to keep that thing as a pet. I take offense to the fact that you believe me a pet. I'm, you have a little triangle face, but I never said you were a pet. I meant the, the little kitty cats that we had to fight. I will forgive you transgression this one time, but it is you that are the pet's cat. <laughs> oh. Y'all have a weird dynamic going on. Uh, all right, so we couldn't get in the other door. This door had whatever the hell that is. Uh, where do we go now? Uh, let me consecrate the body. This thing is going straight to hell. Uh, and I just put holy water on it, and I put a W, which is an upside-down M. <laughs> Unlike the cats, there is no sizzling of flesh. No puff of smoke. Your holy rite has been performed. So, are you telling me that the cats went to hell, and this thing didn't? No, the cats went straight to Garfield's place. Do you think I'm going to go to Garfield one day, Tab? If you live a good life and there is someone there to perform the holy ritual, yes. Ah, I see. So it's not just a cat-only thing. It is not just a cat-only thing. Ah, okay. You will become a cat when you are up there. Does everyone become cats? Why? Why would I want to be a cat? No offense, of course. Of course, no offense. Well, we are the apex predators. I see. You know, in elven culture, we think that we sail off to an island because we live for so long. That sounds miserable. Way too much water on an island. 
I suppose everybody's got their own hopes for the afterlife, uh, but hopefully we won't be meeting our ends. Hopefully not. Um, I guess we should try the ajar door. I don't see why not. As the door to this room swings open, you are hit with a blast of cold, stale air. A large hall stretches out before you, and this room is finished, complete, rough-hewn stone, wall and ceiling. At the end, you see your Bangren's torchlight reflected back. And as you notice this reflection, eight torches, four on each side of the wall, begin to light and illuminate the room. Now you see a large dining table fit for a king's feast. Upon the table, you notice three candelabras that hold three candles, each spread out evenly and staggered from one side to another, all unlit covered in cobwebs. There are various pieces of paper strewn about the table, but also damaged, they're illegible. At the end of the table, closest to you, sits a captain's chair, magnificent, even though it has gone decades untouched. At the far end of the room, you notice that the mirror is so large, floor to ceiling, reflects the entire room beyond you. And just as you are taking in how large and magnificent this room and mirror is, the door that you entered in slams and latches shut behind you. That was a little odd. I don't remember them doing that in the other rooms. I, I do believe there is something we have to do in here to open the door. And I just hope that we are smart enough to figure it out. Um, can I roll a, like, I think a perception check to see if there's, like, any keys or any signs to getting out of the room? Yes, absolutely. Everybody can roll perception and investigation as they see fit. Okay, I will also go ahead and roll a perception check then. I got a 10. Okay. I got a 20. All right. So with your 10, Leaf, you notice the most notable thing in the room is definitely that big floor-to-ceiling mirror. So you walk up to it and begin checking it out. And as you're looking at it, you notice there's something off about it, but you can't quite put your finger on it. That's when Tab comes up and she starts taking a look. And she notices, Tab, you notice, that in the reflection of the mirror but not in reality. There is a crown floating just a little off-center above the captain's chair. There are several things about this reflection that do not reflect the reality of the room you are in. For every successful check, I will reveal one more of the differences between the reflection and the reality. So with that 20, you notice the captain's chair, at a certain height, a crown is levitating in the reflection. Um, is that height about the height that I would be if I sat in the chair? You're six foot tall? I'm about six foot tall, yes. Are you more torso or more leg? More leg. You actually, looking at it, you think you'd be a little too tall. Um, leaf. 
Yes. Do you see that crown there? You do, Leaf. Uh, yes, I, I, I do. That's very odd. I, I don't see it in reality. What if you were to sit in the chair and try to wear the crown? Maybe you'd get a crown? You look like you would like a crown. Leaf starts, like, looking distant, and he just says, I would love a crown. And then he goes to sit under it. Leaf, give me your posture. Um, what are you doing as you sit in the chair? How do you look? He's going to sit up very straight, very dainty, and um, put his hands on the sides of, like, the armrests of the captain chair. And, like, just look very, very tall, dainty, and regal. As you look in the reflection, you notice the crown is slightly tilted, so you would have to tilt your head and get a little more relaxed. Uh, he does that. As you do, the center candelabra on the table raises, revealing a little hidden box. Tab, would you mind going and grabbing that box, please? I'm going to go open the box. As you look inside the box, you notice a small ring with what looks to be the mouth guard of a helm. That's the shape of this silver ring. There's, there's just a ring in here. Leaf. Is there any way you can put it on? Um, can I do an arcana check on the ring first? Yes. Oh, uh, actually, can I do religion to make sure it's not evil? Mm-hmm. That is a six. A six? A six. Uh, nope, it seems perfectly safe. I slide the ring on. Um, nothing happens. It's just a ring. I wonder if there's any more in the mirror. Uh, Leaf is going to get up and then go back over to the mirror... And, um, I guess roll a perception check. Yep. Let's see. That is a nine. The first candelabra nearest the cam- captain's chair has the center table, the center candle in the candelabra lit in the mirror, not in reality. Huh. Leaf is going to walk over to the table and point to the center candle and um, say, this is lit in the mirror. I wonder if I use it to light all the other candles, what would happen? Shall I try it? Uh, um, perhaps light the candle that is lit in the mirror, yes. But uh, w- would it not burn me? It's already lit. I thought it was just lit in the mirror. It is only lit in the mirror. Yes, that's what I'm saying. I wonder if it would burn me in this different mirror reality where I'm king. It wouldn't hurt to try to light it. I could try to light it, you're right. Um, And he is going to try to light the candle. The candle lights. And then looking back at the mirror... The middle candelabra now in the mirror has all three candles lit. Uh, I will light the three candles that are lit in the middle candelabra. Looking back to the mirror, the last candelabra nearest the mirror has only the left and right candles lit with the center unlit in the mirror. 
I will go light the left and right candle in that candelabra. Now in the mirror, on the left side of the wall, only every other torch is lit. Starting with the one nearest the captain's chair, the next one unlit. The one second from the mirror is lit, and the one closest to the mirror is unlit. But in your reality, all the torches are lit. How high off the ground are these torches? I can't even reach them to put them out. You you could, being as tall as you are, yes. Okay, I will copy the mirror with the torches. Then on the right side of the room, the torches are opposite in the mirror. Some unlit... I'll copy that one as well. The, ca- the crown that Leaf was wearing in the reflection begins to glow in the reflection. Um, Leaf, back to the crown? Yeah. Yes, I, why not? And then Leaf is going to go sit how he'd to put the uh, crown on his head a little forward. As you do so, another chamber below the first that opened from the central, ca- center candelabra opens. It's, a, it's another box, but it's, it's longer. And then you hear the door behind you unlatch. All the torches in the room, all the candles in the candelabra now lit at once. The door unlatched, and the second box revealed. Cab, would you mind opening that second box? Yes, I open the box. There is a black, asymmetrical cloak. uh, Very fashionable and well-kept, with silver-embroidered daggers going around the bottom of the asymmetrical cut. Cab. Uh, there's a cloak in here, Leaf. This seems, you seem like a cloak kind of guy. Oh, I am. I was just about to say, I know that that would look so wonderful with your fur, but please let me put it on. I just, I just, I know that it would heighten my ability to just, and then he like strikes a little, a little pose, like with his little hands up in the air, like, and his, and his head thrown back. Uh, I throw the cloak over Leaf like you're throwing a blanket over a birdcage <laughs> to get it to shut up and go. Uh, he says a muffled thank you and uh, put, puts on the, co- the cloak and does a little spin. Okay. Nothing happens now, but you do feel a resonance within the cloak itself. You get the sense that if you wore it for long enough, you would become attuned to it Mm. in a way. Got it. I will drop in chat what this is, and I will let everybody listening know that this is a cloak of daggers, a wonderful magic item produced by the Griffin Saddlebag. You can find their stuff online, Instagram, uh, Patreon. They make lots of great content. I'm putting this one actually in DM Screaming Room just because I want to keep the lore channel for lore. But there it is. Oh, that's not right. Hold on. That's not the... It looks like this, though. Uh, but the abilities, I will get to you in just oh, one so second. <laughs> the Cloak of Daggers is now in the DM Screaming Room. I will also get the ring that Austin is wearing. I swear to God, if this ups my AC, it's going to be so funny. <laughs> oh cool this will once I yeah that's cool ooh ooh puff of smoke 
So the ring I was going to give you, Austin, actually would have made your see less than what it is. It, it, so I'm changing the description. The ring that I gave you actually is gold and has a fist on it. Okay. Dropping that in chat. Okay. So now, the door unlatched. The mirror puzzle solved. You have attained a cloak of daggers and a brawler's ring though you as characters do not know them by this name, but you each have gotten items that you feel a certain pull towards, something that you could attune to and use as a magic item. Uh, After you spend, you know, I believe it's an hour or 30 minutes in the item, you will have attuned to it, and you can use its abilities. Awesome. Actually, Austin's ring does not require attunement. It just works right away, but your cloak okay. does. I, f- Yes, it does. Okay. Great. Um, Bangren's like, well, uh, that was a weird thing that happened. I'm glad you guys got some loot. Uh, more importantly, glad the door's open. Maybe we should... Uh, Head back the way we came and go to the right instead of the left this time. That sounds like the only plan we have. Really. I have to agree with that. So we will backtrack and go to the right. As you walk towards the chamber at the end of the well to press onward in the direction you've not yet ventured, the air is still cold with a faint smell of rot. You approach a door, this one with a key hole that looks like it would suit a regular key. Attempt to use the key that I have to unlock the door. As you turn the key, you hear the latches turn. It seems to have unlocked this door. I will venture in. I will follow. There is very little light in here. Bangren's torch begins to illuminate. To the right, there is an alcove with a large suit of armor covered in a thick layer of dust. Further ahead of that, and to the left, another alcove leading further into darkness. I will check out the suit of armor. As you approach the suit of armor, give me a dexterity saving throw. Oh no. Let's see. Deck save. Uh, That is an 18 plus 2, 20. You hear a loud creak of metal as the axe the suit of armor is holding slips from its mooring and begins to clamor towards your head. Luckily, though, you notice it in time, and you just feel the wind swipe across your face. The suit has remained unmoving. Do you think that the suit is guarding something, and that's why it does that? Perhaps. I will attempt to move the suit of armor away from where it's standing. Give me a strength check. No, no one's caught. God damn it. I don't have a good rolling position. Okay, there we go. That is a nine. The suit does not move. I'm sorry, but it is too heavy for me. Even for me. Uh, well, let let me try. And that's a strength check. Yes. Let's see. 
That's an 18. You managed to push the suit away. Uh, it's in a little alcove. Behind it, there's really nothing. It's just more wall. But you do manage to move the suit. And the suit creaks underneath you. And then, strangely enough, you see black smoke starting to pour from the visor of the suit of armor. Uh, Leaf, jump back. Yeah, yeah, and then Leaf jumps back. It's still standing idle, but filling with black smoke. I think we need to get out of here. I have no idea what this is. I, does it look like the smoke I saw coming out of the cats? Yes. I believe it is the same power that possessed the cats. I believe we're in for another fight. Well, I, I suppose we all get ready, yes? I'm going to go ahead and, before it animates, I'm going to go ahead and stab into the suit of armor with my trident. Oh, okay. All right. Everybody roll initiative. I got a 20. Oh, shit. I got a 13. Okay. Bangren gets a... Fucking natural one. Hell yeah, Bangren. <laughs> All right. So do I get my surprise attack? Yep. Everybody gets a surprise round on the suit. Uh, that is a 21 to hit. 21 to hit. Yes, that hits. I don't like that hesitation. That's eight damage. Eight damage. Okay. All right, you stab your trident into this suit of armor just as it's beginning to animate. And you do eight damage, you said? Mm-hmm. All right. You pierce through the armor, black smoke now pouring over your trident, but the armor still has not fully animated. Leaf, you get, a you get an attack, a surprise attack round. Uh, does a 14 hit? You have advantage, so you can roll it again. Tell me what you rolled the second time. Is a 19 hit? Yes. Perfect. So I just go, um, can I do dual weapon attack, or is it just the one dagger? Uh, yeah, you can do dual weapon attack. So that is, I'll go ahead and add my sneak attack to this one. So that is, that's a nine damage. Alrighty. The armor still hasn't anim animated, but now you've caused another hole in its hull. Black smoke pouring over your blade. What do you do next? I'm going to pull out my other dagger, and that is a... Do I still have advantage on the second roll? Uh, yes. Alright. Okay, that'll do it. So that's a 19 to hit? Yes. And that'll be... Four damage, max damage. Wait, four, five, six damage, sorry. I don't think you add your damage modifier to the second attack. No, you don't. Mobile does. Oh, okay, so that's just a four damage then. Okay. Bangren's gonna kind of stagger for a moment and say, I, I don't know, I don't think it's gonna fight back, and he's gonna give up his turn. Tab, we're at the top of initiative, out of surprise with you. I'm gonna stab it. Okay. Does an eight hit? No. All right. In the darkness, you just miss it for a moment, and you stab into the wall behind it. Leaf, what are you going to do? <laughs> I'm going to throw another dagger at it. 
All right. Um, does an 11 hit? It does not. Uh, Again, in the darkness, even though you both have dark vision, the smoke now filling the chamber is obscuring your eyes. You may try to hit it again, though. I have a, a point of order question, I guess. Mm-hmm. Since Leaf has the, he's a wood elf, and he has the, like, he can, if he's obscured, then he can just disappear. Um, yes. Is he disappeared right now? He could, yeah. Okay. But I think it's an action. Okay. I think you'd have to, yeah. You have, yeah, since you couldn't take an action, you already took one action to hit them. So you couldn't take the action to disappear on this turn, but you could take your second attack. Oh, on this yes. Turn. Okay, does a 23 hit? Yes. Perfect. Did I sneak attack the first one? Did I add that? You didn't hit the first I one. I didn't hit the first so you could, one. So you could add it now. Cool. That's seven damage. The armor clamors to the ground, and the black smoke that was previously filling up the cham- chamber lifts towards the ceiling. And then back and it's dissipated completely the armor now in shambles that could have been bad if we hadn't taken precautionary measures i agree bangrid what is this with the it's not going to attack back thing i thought i thought you were you were a strong little dwarf man i mean you guys just kind of beat up on a inanimate suit of armor i don't know it didn't seem like it was going to do anything Mm. You trust too easily, my new friend. Mm. Well, I mean, I'll keep it in mind next time I see a suit of armor. Look, okay, there's a door up there, straight ahead of us. But then there's also this little turn to the left here, and he points down towards a, a the corridor that continues following downward. I say the door is the more trustworthy point of a... I have to agree. I will go check the door out and open it if it's unlocked. Let me take a look. I'm sorry if anyone can hear my cat yelling. <laughs> no, it's okay. We actually can't hear it. Oh, good, because he's decided it is screaming time. <laughs> Bass Pro Shop was like that earlier, and I was like, stop, just stop. <laughs> okay, the door that's directly ahead that you went through is opened. It leads into another dark corridor. Immediately to your right, there is another door, and ahead of you, just a short distance, another one. The one to your right is wrought iron, and it looks like it hasn't been opened in centuries. The one ahead of you is wood. What does the keyhole look like on the wrought iron door? It looks... Like a regular key, like a regular key would do it. But curiously, where the key would insert, something has broken off inside the Okay. I believe that door is a no-go. There was something broken off into the keyhole. So the wood door, it seems to be. I would have to agree with that. I wonder... I wonder if I could break that lock and if we could get something out of it. I just, I feel like there's something important in there that, you know, why would the door stay closed for that long? Perhaps there's something incredibly dangerous in there as well. Uh, 
Perhaps you're right. Fine, fine. Wooden door it is. The door swings open easily. You smell a strong stench of standing stagnant water, and Bangren's torchlight reflects off the flooded floor just a few feet ahead of you. In the center of this room, raising out of the water, there is a large platform. On the platform, there are two, two-foot-high vases, very tall vases. And there is a door to the far right of the room, and one straight ahead, partially submerged in the standing water. Hmm. We can... Mm, do we want to try the door that is partially submerged, or the one that is fully open? I would prefer not to get my brand new cloak wet. So perhaps the one that's just, you know, standing open? Alrighty. We will go to the one that is in the open and try to open it. Okay. Uh, it does not move. Oh, it is locked, friends. Oh, well, let me try to do a little bit of my magic. And uh, I'm going to try to use thieves' tools on the door. All right. Roll your sleight of hand plus your sleight of hand bonus and your proficiency. Well, I got a nat one. Yep, that door is not opening. Ah, well, I guess I'm just going to have to take one for the team, and perhaps my cloak will get wet. So as you go towards the center of the room, the water gets deeper. It comes up to about your your knees, and the there is still that platform in the center of the room. As you approach the door, it's locked, much like the one before it. Uh, perhaps there is something to do with these vases. Break one and see what happens. As you approach the platform to get the vases, you feel a slight <sighs> as the platform begins to react to your pressure and sinks down a little lower. Huh, that's odd, don't you think? Perhaps we need to weight these vases instead of breaking them. Do we want to go down or do we want to go up? I'm not sure, but let's... Vases hold water, usually, correct? Usually, yes. What if we fill them with water and see... Put them back on the platform and see what happens? Okay. Um, Leaf is going to grab one of the vases and start filling it with water. Uh, Tab will fill the other one up. You fill the vases easily. You set them back on the platform, and the platform partially depresses. I will go recheck the door in the water. Oh, I hate being in the wet. I'm, like, kicking my legs as I step like a cat that just got wet. Is there, like, dirt coming off of your paws? Because it's the first time they've been submerged in forever. Yeah. (laughs) The door opens and reveals another room, dimly lit by a single torch on the wall farthest from you. We have a way through. Well, down I come then, and then um, Leaf is going to splash down, causing water to, like, wave onto Tab. (laughs) Have hisses. Can you hiss for me? Bangerin. Please. Austin, give us your hits. Your hiss. Huh? Give us your hiss. I just tried to. I guess it's not picking up. I don't have... My earbuds are both dead, so my microphone is now just my phone, so it might not pick up the hiss. 
Oh no. Okay, that's okay. Next time. Okay. Um, Bangren kind of clumsily gets down off the platform and walks to the water. Now you are all looking into this next room. The floor has an inch or two of water, not as much as the previous. And from this distance, you can tell that there are carvings on that wall with the torch, but you cannot make them out from the entrance. To your right sits another door. I'm going to walk up to the carvings and see if I can understand what they are. Can you read Elvish? I cannot. Is it anything like Celestial? No. It, Elvish, I think, is closest to Sylvan. I, can I cannot read any of this. Um, Leaf, you look like you can read mumbo-jumbo. That's racist, but yes. So is you calling me a pet? I didn't call you a pet. I called cats pets. I called you a triangle face. Anyways, uh, then he's going to go up to the wall and try to read it. It says, the key is found within your head. Use the key to paint me red. But be aware of what you spurn, for what you give shall be returned. Uh, Leaf is going to repeat that back to everyone else in common. And I do some kind of check to see if I, if uh, this is maybe like a common riddle, or if there's anything I can glean from it. Yeah, give me a straight intelligence check, and we'll tell. I'll tell you what you review, what it says to you. Uh, that is a twelve. With a twelve, uh, you gather from the first part of the riddle. The key is found within your head. Use the key to paint me red. That signifies to you this is some sort of blood magic. The rest of it you cannot understand. Um, I believe this is some kind of blood magic, which leaves me out. That seems very against Garfield's will. Ah, blood magic. Does that mean that we need to use... Oh my goodness, it means I need to hit my head against the wall until it bleeds. That's Paint it red. Um, perhaps you can use blood from another source? But it said the ma- it was found in my head. Well, blood is, blood is usually found in your head, but blood is found everywhere. And if the key is blood, perhaps blood from your palm would work. I suppose I could try that first. Uh, Leaf is going to grab a dagger and, like, uh, cut open his palm all deftly and try to put it up against the words. As you do, Bangren takes notice of it first. Uh, guys. Guys. There is a shadow in the room. Strangely, curiously, that looks a lot like Leaf. And I need everyone to roll initiative and again. Ah, shit. I got a uh, 17. I got a 12. So it's leaf, then leaf two, then tab, then bangren. Okay. I hope you're ready to fight yourself, Leaf. You see this shadow form of yourself, wielding daggers in each hand, walking gracefully towards you. What do you do? Oh my, I, I knew I'd have to fight my inner demons one day. And then I'm going to raise a dagger and try to, try to fight myself. 
All right, go ahead and make your first attack. Um, does a nine hit? It does not. All right, second attack. Come on, oh, hang on, it hit, nope. Does a um, 15, no, sorry, 16 hit? Yes. All right, I'm going to throw some damage with sneak attack at it. That's six damage. Beautiful. The shadow form does not react at all, but you do feel yourself making contact with yourself. um, You take no damage, but the shadow form of you seems to stagger a bit. He brandishes his daggers in his hand, and he's going straight for you. Um, That's cocked. Uh, does a 10 hit? No. He's going to use his second dagger and go for you again. And he misses entirely. He flourishes backward away from you. Not enough to leave your range, but enough to get his bearings as it is now Tab's turn. I'm going to try to stab into Shadow Leaf. All right, with the trident? Yes. Okay. Does an eight hit? It does not. That's all I can do. I don't think I have any bonus actions. All right. Bangren says, all right, now this is a fight I can get behind. What? Excuse me? (laughs) No offense, it's just not an inanimate suit of armor. And then he's going to brandish his axe towards the shadow leaf. And he swipes at one of the arms, and the arm disappears for a moment, but returns. The shadow leaf is looking less corporeal by the moment. Regular leaf, it's your turn. All right. Does a 15 hit? Yes. All right, I'm going to do that with sneak attack. So that is a 2 plus 2. That's a 4 damage. The Shadow Link's form flickers in and out of existence, coming back again for a moment to hold itself together. It brandishes its daggers, and it's going for you again, Leaf. This time it hits, uh, because it rolled 13. So I think your, yeah, your armor class is 13. Okay. So let's see. It's going to use its sneak attack. Oh, it can't, because it has no allies. That's right. So it just does... Four damage. Okay. Oh, God. I hurt myself. Tab, it is your turn. I'm going to stab into the Shadow Leaf with my trident and get a 17 to hit. Yes. Um, And that is seven damage. As your trident stabs through the center mass, the torso of this shadow leaf his form flickers fades and then dissipates entirely you hear the door beyond the shadow leaf unlatch oh that was a lot for my psyche i i feel like do i really look like that a little bit yes oh goodness well could be worse are you are you injured do you need healing? 
Uh, yes, yes, if you wouldn't mind, I, I throw quite a dagger, what can I say? Um, I'm going to use three of my Lay on Hands on Leaf. And he'll gain how much hit points? Three. Perfect. Okay. Shall we press on? I suppose so, I don't see why not. Does anyone need a rest or anything of the sort? I don't know that we're in a safe spot to rest. You're right. Let's keep pressing on, then. As you enter this room, you notice the smell of rot is much fainter here. It's barely there at all. It's not submerged in water like the previous rooms. To the right, there is a small chest of drawers, but there is nothing else in this room except for a door ahead, and it's a a wooden door. Shall we stab the chest of drawers? I don't see why not, and I stab my trident into it. Okay, uh, yeah, you... Stab your ch- your trident into a chest of drawers, I guess. Um, okay, now it should be safe to open. Oh, perfect. And I, I try to open the door. Okay. The top drawer opens and reveals three potions uh, in it. They are red and small. They look like little airplane bottles. The second, next to those potions... There is a small key with no characteristics. It would fit into a very small keyhole. Shall we each take one of these potions? I'm not sure what they do, but they might come in handy. Um, can I roll an arcana on the potions? Yeah, go ahead, roll arcana. Oh, uh, that is a 14. As you pick up one of the potions and brush a little dust off of it, you see that they're red in color, and Typically to you, this means some sort of healing magic. All right, let's each take one of these potions. They seem to be healing potions from my limited knowledge of the alchemical arts. Uh, That's good enough for me. I mean, we could probably use these along the way if everything in this dungeon keeps trying to attack us. We have been in many a fight. Too many a fight. So Bangren comes and he grabs one little key here. I wonder what that key could be to. Are there are there any other drawers in the chest of drawers? I mean, probably it's a chest of drawers. You smashed the middle one to smithereens, and the bottom one is empty. Okay, so perhaps this key will come in handy later through the door. Everyone, give me a perception check. I got a nine. I got a twenty. You hear the sound of a small voice singing. A solemn song in the room beyond. Is it that uh, nobody knows the trouble I've seen? No, it is not. Oh. It, it is somber and small. That sounds like that could be one of the children. Does that sound like a voice you recognize, Bangren? Uh, not off the top of my head, but it does sound childlike. We should go check this out. Um, I will bust and burst into the next room. It is locked. But the keyhole is small. I will use the key on it. It opens. I'll, I'll turn the handle and kick the door in. At the same time. The door kicks open. The sound of singing gets louder. As you emerge from the hallway, you are emptied into the largest chamber you have seen so far. The room is bitter cold and sprawling before you. Torches on every wall have illuminated. See clearly. On the far northern wall of the room, there is a platform with two sets of stairs leading up to the landing. 
On the landing sits a large cage with indiscernible lumps inside. To the right of the cage, there is a, another doorway, a small wooden door. Um, and then amongst the indiscernible lumps in the cage, you see the silhouette of a small child sitting upright. It is cold and damp, but that child is very much alive. Um, hello? Hello, is someone there? I will rush to the cage and try to open it. Fear not, give child. We're here for you. Give me a strength check. Come on, strength. This is the most important strength check of my life. It is a 19. You manage to get the cage door open. Oh, are you here to save me? Yes, this is, this is our mission. Are the, are the rest of them unharmed? They're, um... They're sleeping, I think. But they don't look harmed. How can we get them out of here safely? Bangren, how many children can you carry at once? Bangren, he's been silent for a moment. And then you see the resolve in his face change, and he starts picking up the indiscernible lumps, looking at the faces of each one. And then he finds her. He says, this is her. This is Lysrin. And he starts piling children on his shoulders. He's got two on one, he's got two on one shoulder, one, his daughter Lysrin, in his, on his right shoulder. He says, I can carry them, sure, but how do we get them out of here? I suppose the way we came. That's exactly. Um, is there anyone that Leaf needs to pick up? Um, there are six children in total. Sela is awake and alert and can walk herself, and Bangren has three of them, so that leaves two more. Um, Leaf will, or Tab will try to pick up the other two children. They're, they're light children. They're, it's easily done. Um, uh, guys, uh, it, it's a long way. It, it, we walked for, it's a long way in here. I don't get out safely. You carrying everyone. We will get out safely and we will protect you. Of course. Just stay close by us. Forward. I, I'm scared. I don't, I don't want to leave. There's. He's out there. Where? Where is he? Who is he? Who, who is he? He's... He's a scary man. He's tall. And... And cold. Have you seen anyone else down here? Or is it just the scary man that's yeah. children? I've seen... There's, the, there's the, the man that brings us food sometimes, but, but he hasn't been... Uh, he hasn't been back... In, in a few hours. Um, he's, he's been nice, but he doesn't talk. And he's hairy. And, but, but he's not like the other man. The other man that put me here, he's, he's scary and, and sad and cold. But, but the other man that brings us food, um, he comes through that door over there. And he points to the north. She points to the door in the northwest. Perhaps there's a safe spot in there. Um, I will go over and try to open the door. Okay. Um, the door opens. Come now, child. This chamber is by far the most beautiful you've seen. The rest have been damp, gloomy, unlived in. But this chamber has a pool of clear blue water to the northwest. And to the west, there's a big crystalline archway leading to what looks like 
sunlight at the end of a tunnel and you see a large stocky humanoid figure standing near the door the crystalline archway my cella grabs your hand tab and whispers that's the man that brought us food when we got here when i got here sir sir i thank you for looking after these children is is that a way out we have to get them back home uh, 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 um. And you see now, as he starts to approach, turning around, the hulking figure in front of you, covered in red fur and hair, is a bugbear. You know these to be goblin chieftains, but something about this one is different. He says, uh, yeah, hey, um, that that's a way out, and if you've got those kids and you're good to go, get them out of here. It's not safe down here. We will be back to make it safer. And I run outside with the children on my shoulders. And I follow. Bangren follows you all, and he's got the children he's got the three children he was carrying. Sleep. They're all still asleep. Everyone that you've carried, no matter how you've jostled them, they do not wake. They do not stir. Uh, guys, I, I, uh, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but you can't just... Whatever happened down there, whatever brought these kids down there, it can't stay. Oh, I know. I'm returning. Alone or with the two of you, I am coming back to take care of whatever menace has caused this hurt. And I will also be going back as well. Well, I I could take the kids. Uh, I don't want to leave you guys on your own, but, but I got to get Lystron to wake up. I mean, she's right here and she just won't wake up. Let's get them all home safe and then return. Agreed. Okay. All right. Come with me. I follow after. Yeah, I follow. And that is where we will end this session. You bringing the children home triumphantly. But what lurks in the well is still yet to be seen. Oh. You did it. You solved my missing kids puzzle. Hell yeah, my little brain hurt.